Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Consider This Northumberland. On Monday, September 20th, many Canadians will be going to the polls to cast their vote. The fourth wave of the pandemic is casting a long shadow on voters as they navigate local polling stations. In an exclusive interview, reporter Mark Cowan spoke with Anne MacDonald, the chief returning officer for Northumberland Peterborough South. She explains all the necessary details for local voters, plus she addresses some of the myths and misinformation surrounding voting in this election. This is an interview nobody should miss. Here is Mark Cowan with Chief Returning Officer for Northumberland Peterborough South, Anne McDonald. I'm, I'm pleased to have on the phone with me Anne McDonald, who is the Returning Officer for Northumberland Peterborough South. Hello, Anne. Hello, Mark. I want to ask you a few questions about the election, and if you will indulge me, I'm going to jump right into the advanced polls and the special balloting to see how the turnout was in your opinion, this time around compared to last year. You were appointed as the federal uh, returning officer for this riding in January of 2018. So how did you think that the advanced polling and special balloting went this time around compared to two years ago? Well, I'll begin by saying that because this was a... um vote that was under special circumstances because it was a minority government uh, and many of the listeners may or may not know that when there is a minority government, uh, legislative law dictates that there has to be another vote called within 18 to 24 months of that uh, election. So from the 2019 election to now, it's within that two-year period. It is a law that the politicians all know about it and you remember probably back in the spring and maybe last fall, there was a few threats of non-confidence from the uh, opposition parties, and that usually triggers an election. But if none of those trigger an election, then the the prime minister must call the election. So that is indeed why we are going to, we did come to the polls at this time. It was a very compressed schedule, which makes it, you know, a little bit more difficult for we and the returning officer to collect all the data that we need, um, because normally we have time to, you know, get through the office setup and then get into getting the hiring done, um, you know, the basic issues of opening up an office. But this time we pretty much had to hit the ground running. Uh, fortunately, we were able to um, get going. My team is tremendous. We've all worked together now. This is our third election we've been together now. So we all know how each other works. So that came out very well. But this advanced poll was busier than any of us have ever seen it. Uh, we were a little bit overwhelmed uh, at the polls and in the returning office. Because 
because we also uh, helped out with the overflow of uh, people that were coming specifically to the Northumberland Mall because that's where the returning office is. But um, we really were quite surprised at the numbers and blessed all the seniors that came out on, on Friday. It was very difficult for them because we... The Elections Canada COVID protocols did reduce the number of people at the polls. So the lineup now normally um, advanced polls does have, um, um, you know, the delays because there's a lot of work that we have to do. But this time there was even more delays um, just because we were short staffed, I'll say. We didn't have poll clerks. Usually when you go in to vote, there are two people sitting at a desk that one takes the ballot, one strikes the name. Well, this time we only had uh, the one uh, who is called the deputy returning officer, and they really pretty much had to do a lot of the work. Uh, we did help out by sending one of our other staff members in there to help them when it was really, really busy. But I can tell you from the time we opened, 9 until approximately 3, 3.30, those folks in, the, in those polling stations worked right through that. They didn't end up having breaks or lunch because the lineups were so significant. So I do have to thank everybody who was involved at the polls uh, during the advanced poll um, because it was... It was a tough. It was a tough four days. So the you had the four days of the advance polls. Prior to that, uh, special ballots were also available for people to vote. Correct. Given. Given the traffic of people that you have seen through the advance polls, and while you don't have specific numbers. What is your feeling compared to last election two years ago as far as is there a higher turnout in Northumberland, Peterborough South, about the same, less? Um, it's. I'm going to say there were probably more, but again, it's a little difficult to gauge just because of the lineups, because we had less poll workers in the poll, so we have to just kind of balance. The numbers will come out next week. Uh, Elections Canada does release them, but I'm going to say there was probably more people this time. Um, it just felt that way to all of us, uh, and again, numbers will tell in the, in the result of it at the end of it, but uh, in the meantime, we just have all the paperwork now to go through, uh, which is quite a job in itself because that's what returning officers do. We distribute all the materials out to the polls and then we collect it and then we assemble it all, do the analysis, put it all into envelopes and send it up to Elections Canada. As far as the special ballot, that definitely had an increase. Normally Elections uh, elections Canada gets maybe 5,000 mail-in ballots because it's usually for folks that are in the military, folks that uh, live outside of Canada. Um, They uh, request it, we send it. They become what they're called a national ballot. But this time, because of COVID, uh, and because we know folks were, you know, didn't want to come out in case of various reasons, um, they're expecting maybe five million. So it was quite different procedure for us to really, because we not only had national votes from people, again, from military or from outside of Canada, but we also had a local, which is all the folks that we have in RED, uh, which is Northumberland, Peterborough South. The process was they would apply 
to online uh, to Elections Canada online or call our office, we would put a package together which had the uh, application for the ballot, and then the electors were required to send back proof of who they were, which was a photocopy of a driver's license or you know something with a photo ID, so that we could ensure that it was the right person, especially something with their address on it. Never mind a photo ID, but their address was critical. Um, and then we could send the ballot out. So it's a two-staged approach, uh, which many people weren't aware of. Um, so we'd get the application, we'd send out the application, they would get it, and then they would send it back, and then we would send out the ballots, and then they'd send it back. We understand that um, Canada Post is probably overwhelmed all across the country with all these special ballots, as we call them. Uh, but, you know, we, we have to ensure that um, the electors have their votes counted. So the option now has been given to the electors if they have a mail-in ballot and they're sure it won't get back to us because we take applications right up to 6 o'clock tonight. And to get it back to us, we can get it back and then we can send the ballot out. But for them to get the ballot back to us might not be possible through the mail because we have a weekend in between that. So they can take them or have a loved one or, a, a, you know, a good friend or, a, a you know, a, a relative take that special ballot and take it to the, a normal, like an ordinary poll, as we call it, next Monday. And we'll have boxes at all of our ordinary polls that they can drop that special ballot into. Uh, only because we just are unsure that, you know, again, Canada Post doesn't work on the weekend, so we might have a great stack of them come in after uh, the 20th. And that's okay, too, because Elections Canada has um, given us options for what we call, it's called the validation of the vote, which is when we have time to process all of the uh, data. Normally, we only get a two or three day window, and this time we're getting an extension of that so that we can process everybody's mail-in ballot. So I want to assure your listeners that we will get to them, we will process them as long as they get back to our office. And even if we receive them um, from Canada Post on Tuesday or Wednesday, we will still be here to do that. Okay, so is there any kind of a cutoff as to when too late is too late? <laughs> uh, I haven't received any information from Elections Canada about that, just because. But obviously there is a, we have until the 26th of September to do the validation of the vote. So that gives, you know, the five business days, Monday to Friday, next week, uh, I'm sorry, Tuesday, that'd be four days, Tuesday to Friday, and uh, for us to receive them through the mail or, like I said, if they can possibly get them to uh, any number of the ordinary polls um, on voting day, then they can drop them in the box and we will have them. Okay. Now, there was an article in CBC this morning um, that came out saying that there was an anticipation of two to three million Canadians would vote this way. And um, at the time the article was written, it was uh, less than a million. Uh, has there been any sense in Northumberland, Peterborough South, whether you've been receiving a lot more requests for mail-in ballots? We certainly have in this last week. 
and we expect we'll still get them up to six o'clock tonight. Um, but it's again, I, I couldn't, I can't give you the numbers, but we have definitely seen. But I think people, I know they started advertising the mail-in ballot a couple of months ago. But I think you know people think, oh, I'll go out and vote. I'll go out. You know, they have full plans on, and then something happens, and then they think, oh, I better get a mail-in ballot. But unfortunately. It wasn't really explained to them that it's a two-staged approach, so they think when they call in, they're just going to get a ballot in the mail. But of course, you know, when you come in to vote, you always have to present a piece of ID with your address on it. So we need to validate your address before we can actually send the ballot. But definitely, we've got lots of them out there. And again, we're still getting calls this morning for people to please send us the application so that, you know, they can get that done. So again, we are all keeping our fingers crossed that, um, you know, this all works, comes together. Right. Last election, there were just under 97,000 eligible voters. Do you have a number of eligible voters for this election? Um, According to the census, it was right around 99,000. Okay. Roughly the same number, a couple thousand more, but not not a huge increase. No, no, not a huge increase. Now, for Election Day itself, what are some of the changes that people are going to notice? I mean, first of all, there are going to be, are there the same number of polls? I know in Toronto and the GTA, there are a lot of areas, there are like 11 different polling stations in Toronto that have 50% or more reduction in polls. Um, are there, there were 294 polls, I believe, the last time around. Are there going to be the same number this time? Um, we did lose a few um, sites due to the COVID and the closure, and you know, a few churches uh, said that they couldn't take us. So we did lose a few, but we did merge uh, folks to go into another closer poll. So, um, for example, they went into another, you know, into a Colborne if there was a place north of Colborne that closed. So we we have maintained it. We've got approximately. Um, 85 locations uh, poll as far as polls go because we have multiple polls in locations correct so we have 252 ordinary polls on Monday in 85 locations so we're, we've got it pretty much balanced across the the ED uh, so everybody votes in their community but one thing they will please that your listeners know that again we have one less person which is the poll clerk in the um, at the polls so it does take a little bit of time for the deputy returning officer to do that work. So, And we won't have the luxury of having, you know, all kinds of people to help as we did in the advance poll. Um, we're still recruiting for people to work at the ordinary polls, so we're hoping that there, there are folks out there that would like to come in and help us out um, on Monday. It, um, I think we need about another 100, so if people are interested in working with us, they can go online at Elections Canada and apply. There's a big tab that says Jobs, and you just click on that and then enter your postal code, and it will bring up a description of all the jobs, and then it'll just ask you which job do you want, and then you would enter your name and your telephone number, and then our recruitment team would be calling you to uh, to give you the details. So. You said there's 252 uh, polls in 85 locations. Correct. 
how does that compare to last time, two years ago? There were 294 polls. How many locations were there? Um, oh, I probably had 94 locations. We've, you know, several have not been able to survive the closure. So, okay. Yeah. So we're, we're not down the same kind of numbers that's not that significantly, places. not like the folks in okay. Toronto, like you said, that, but they have a lot of high rises and, um, you know, they put polling stations within sure. condo complexes. And I know landlords are very, very, um, concerned, right. uh, with the variant. And of course, Toronto has a very high level of the Delta variant now uh, going through it. So we have great landlords who have been very accommodating to us. Uh, we've had to use the rink in some of the community centers, for example, because, you know, we have several poles uh, and they were kind enough to allow us to use it because their ice doesn't go in just yet. So um, that was a really good thing. But we've the municipalities and all the uh, private sector landlords, they have been just tremendously supportive of us. What changes from a normal election day are people going to notice this time around? You've not, you mentioned about um, the poll clerks uh, not being there, the only one person at a, 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 at a location rather than two. Um, not what? at the location, just sitting at the desk. Sorry. There are still, there's okay. a registration officer, there's still a central poll supervisor, right. there's still an information officer. But essentially, Mark, what people are going to notice, first of all, is uh, all of the uh, personal protective equipment that we have. We're going to have masks available, obviously, the hand sanitizers. We do have to sanitize between each uh, elector when they come to the poll to vote. Um, the staff do take time and, and sanitize everything. So that is a big difference. Again, that adds to the time. So I hope that people, you know, understand that when they go, there may be a lineup. Uh, of course, it depends on where you vote, but there may be lineups due to less poll officials, more time taken. We do have to trace for the uh, local health unit. We have to do the COVID tracing. So they have to sign their name and the phone number so we know who came into the poll. So it's all these little steps for them to get to the vote. That's kind of where you'll see the differences that way. So are there going to be any other uh, changes that they're going to notice. Like, have have you been given any direction from Elections Canada about things to watch for that might be different this time around? Um, no, not really, Mark. I, I everything will seem um, the same except for the COVID protocols. Uh, are really the only thing that impacted us. Uh, so again, it would be, you know, the one less person at the desk and then all the necessary things that we have to do to satisfy our local health unit and then ultimately the Ministry of Health. This election has created a lot more discussion and animosity than in previous elections. There hasn't been any kind of uh, discussion or heads up from anybody at Elections Canada of what to do in case of potential uh, issues at polling stations? Or is that something that's normally discussed? Absolutely. That was definitely part of our um, contingency plans. If there were disruptions, uh, we're we're fully prepared. Um, So it it was just a a call to, you know, our local uh, police services who service our ED, which is the um, Coburg Police and the Port Hope Police and the Ontario Provincial Police 
just to let them know during the advanced poll anyway, during the regular poll, um, I'll probably, you know, again, give them a courtesy call and say, just in case any disruption happens. But um, we we didn't experience anything at the advanced polls. I think most people were frustrated with the lineups, but they weren't frustrated with, you know, the election or issues. Uh, now, mind you, I wasn't standing in line listening to the discussions, um, but everybody was, you know, very civil. They were just, they just didn't like to line up. People don't, uh, even though we lined up, we have lined up for at the stores uh, to get into grocery stores for a long time, but anyway, it just I, seems different. I understand. Uh, the uh, There are a couple of things out there floating around. Um, people concerned about getting COVID from the pencils that are being used. Um, people concerned that they're going to be asked their vaccination status uh, at, elect- at polling stations. These are all things that are not the case. Is that correct? Uh, this is not the case. Uh, we have enough pencils. Um we're, we're managing that supply well, and everybody gets their own pencil. Well, people also have the option of using their own pen. So we do give them the courtesy and say, would you like to use your own pen? That's not a problem, because um, I carry my own pen and always use mine. So I would definitely opt to use mine. But we do have lots of pencils. And again, we do sterilize all of the areas that they're around the ballot box, the tables, um, whatever we can. We have the shields. Uh, in front of our staff on the table so that, you know, again, transmission. We do offer masks. If I will say that one protocol that we are doing, if somebody comes that cannot wear a mask for medical reasons, um, we, we have decided that we're not going to say no because that's denying somebody their right to vote. They can definitely vote, but there is a process, Mark, and that is that the information officer would ask the person to just wait for a moment and then after the electors who are in the room exit um, then we allow that person to go in to vote on their own and when they exit then again we do a full uh, sterilization around the uh, poll that that person did so nobody is turned away i have a firm belief that it's everybody's right to to vote so we developed a process so that we'd be able to and yes we have had people come in and say they can't wear one for medical reasons Uh, we don't judge we just make sure that everybody's safe and that the poll officials understand that this is what's going to happen and then all the folks that are in lineup we ask them to please be patient um, because this these things do occur it's been uh a different time having an election during a pandemic. How has it been for getting the employees to run the election for election day? Well, we were very fortunate to have tremendous uh, support for the advance, and we had a lot of people apply, and we were able to staff all the advance polls. Um, again, now we're coming to the, the ordinary polls, so, uh, you know, we're, we are having a little bit of difficulty, and that's why I mentioned earlier we'd love people to apply for jobs. I need probably about 100 people more. And then we also have to have standbys, because on the morning of, um, some people just, you know, their car won't start, or somebody feel felt sick, or there was a child sick in the home, so they can't make it. So we always have to have backups. So, you know, it's always this last week we get kind of nervous, but then at the end of the day, we end up doing what we have to do and uh, get the people, you know, working at the polls. And if there's anybody interested, they can uh, contact you either 
in person at the Northumberland Mall in Coburg, or they can call the the number at one eight six six two seven five one five seven two. Actually, it's best to go online to the Elections Canada website and apply for the job because all that information is transferred directly to us and that automatically goes into the system when they're hired. So uh, our recruitment team does a little phone interview with everybody, tells them exactly what the job entails, and if the uh, applicant accepts, then all of their information automatically transfers. So we are not taking, you know, any information at all. The only thing that we ask is when uh, folks come in for training, because we do pay for training. Um, we pay for, you know, quite a few things, but they need to do, they need to bring in banking information so we can arrange for their direct deposit. Okay. Now, you mentioned that this is your third election with this team. What's your history with um, either provincial or federal um, elections? So how, do you, how do you get to be a returning officer? What's the process involved? Well, the elections agency, because they are agencies, they are not part of the government, they're just uh, that arm's length away, they would advertise. I responded to an ad for uh, election clerk in 2014 for the provincial election, and then shortly after I was hired, um, the returning officer retired from the job, so uh, I put forth my name for the returning officer, so I was hired for the 2014 election. And then in 2018, the, I think about the 17, 18, not, the number is sort of, well, anything before 2020 now is kind of a blur, <laughs> uh, but the returning officer again retired, so I applied for the federal position and have had both positions um, now. So it's quite an experience. Uh, I can say So you can do both provincial and the federal at the same time? Yes. <laughs> it, it's very similar, obviously, because it's the same kind of compliance. It's the same type of paperwork. Uh, little different procedures when it comes to the Ontario government because they have, um, they introduced the uh, tabulators in the last election that did the counting of the ballots at the polls. Right. Um, as opposed to humans counting, which we have to do in the federal election. But Essentially, they're the same jobs, and the landlords really like it because they're dealing with one person as opposed to two different returning officers. So it just makes, you know, especially with all the municipalities, I, um, I we use their facilities, and then all the private sector folks that we use their facilities. Um, it's quite nice. The only thing that they find is that they'll send an email to one of me, <laughs> I'll say, so they'll think they'll send it to the Elections Canada email, but it actually goes to my Elections Ontario because those autofill, you know, when you get Outlook right. and it autofills right. the address. So, so, but I check both regularly, so it's it's not a problem. I get messages from, from all. So you, you mentioned about um, the ballots being counted uh, manually. One of the questions I wanted to ask you was... Uh, scrutineering. Is it still the same this election around? Everybody going to have a, uh, a scrutineer in, in the room and, and be available for the counting? I can't really answer that because I'm not sure what the um, party, uh, the candidates are doing, our local candidates. We, we find out on the night of. Um, normally they do have scrutineers uh, come to the count. Um, and this, I suspect they will come on the night of the 20th because we do count the advance ballots and then the folks 
uh, who are out at the ordinary polls, they call in their numbers. So they're usually here to uh, get those reports on a regular basis. But we have said to the, the candidates, and maybe your listeners need to know this too, the final results will not be posted or known, I'll say, on September 20th. Uh, you may have heard that on the news um, or, you know, read it in the newspaper, that the, the final count will be probably after that, because remember, we do have to process all of uh, the mail-in ballots. Okay. Will there be a provisional uh, indication given as to what the tabulations were as of the 20th? Um, I, I could just say that it would it would only be the results of the advanced poll and the ordinary poll. So right. again, those those numbers would be in, but it would be the they're not a ballot. final they're not a yeah. final number. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I want to thank you for the time. Uh, appreciate your your candor, uh, and that was a, a lot more time than uh, I, I bargained on you being available for. So I want to thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome, Mark. It's and, been a pleasure, and I hope you had all the calls that have been coming in haven't been uh, in your ear as well. <laughs> no, it's been, it's been good. Uh, all the best on Monday, and uh, afterwards, you get to put your feet up and relax? I'm going to try my hardest, but I am on duty for three months afterwards uh, doing all the cleanup because there is quite a bit of it. So, really? Yeah. So if, if I can just ask you quickly, what's involved in, over the three months afterwards? Well, there's a lot of paperwork again, um, a lot of folks that may not have gotten the right pay or didn't get paid for mileage. Uh, so we always go through all of the financial records and make sure that they're accommodated because some things just, you know, get missed, as you know, when you're processing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, pay slips. So we are always on call for that or, you know, any kind of paperwork. Of course, we send a lot of it back to the uh elections headquarters but i have to keep personal records basically so that's usually what it entails is mostly a bat right so okay well all the best i hope it goes smoothly for you it always uh, does mark (laughs) it will go smoothly um despite all of our efforts (laughs) or in spite of them but uh thank you very very much i do appreciate uh your time and asking me these i think a lot of people don't understand what the election and the returning office does so it's always a pleasure to be able to tell them and just make everybody a little bit more aware of what goes on in the background for them to have uh, their democratic right, which is to vote on a regular basis for our politicians. And McDonald, all the best. Thank you, Mark. That was reporter Mark Cowan interviewing Northumberland Peterborough South Chief Returning Officer Anne McDonald. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at 
considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.